everybody, it's Brant, and I'm back with another The Panel Has Spoken video. And we're doing Love Gun this time, guys. And along beside me today is my trusted partner in crime, Rick from It's All For You Demon. Hey. And special guest, Ralph Vieira, Almost Human. Smack him a gun! Dr. <laughs> Fuck in the house, ladies and gentlemen. And. Thank you. Uh, Ralph, it's so good to have you in another video again. Uh, I am honored to be here. I've had uh, very many, very many viewers asking, "When are you gonna have Ralph again? When are you gonna have Ralph again?" And I think awesome. we we did creatures together back in the day. So, yes, we did. So and that was the first video I ever watched of yours, Brant. Was the creatures with Ralph? So it's pretty cool to be here with you, man. Did you know me uh, by then, uh, Rick? No, that's how I discovered your channel. Right on. See that? See that, Brent? You hooked me up. Yeah, and I was just telling uh, Ralph before you before we called you, Rick. Um, have has he ever seen your channel? And he said, No, he hasn't seen you. But I told him, I said, You got definitely got to check him out. He's got a lot of really good. If you like watching people go through their memorabilia and also just uh, wax and talk about those childhood <laughs> memories of Kiss, that's a really fun channel. If you like Great Danes, <laughs> it's a really fun channel. <laughs> Um, check it out yes yeah, so definitely all right so we're here to talk about love gun and uh, this is a big panel we've got 70 people on this panel it's the biggest so far and after this we're going to be doing solo albums and i have a poll going on right now on my social media if you want to go check that out asking you what your favorite solo album is and i may start with the least favorite and i may start with the most favorite i'm not decided yet but uh, if you want to go to my social media and check out those polls, be sure to check those polls out. Um, so, talking about Love Gun, before we get into the panel and talking about the panel, uh, talk about Love Gun a little bit. Um, I'll start. Uh, Destroyer was my first Kiss album, and then right after I became a Kiss fan in August of 1977, in October, Alive 2 came out. Love Gun was the third album, Kiss album, that I ever had. And I remember getting it when I was, you know, eight years old. It had the gun. I thought the blood kiss on the marble, the green marble, the inner sleeve was really cool. I love this cover. It's one of my favorite uh, covers. Uh, and I just think it's it's great. And this song it was a huge influence on me. Um, it has a lot of my favorite kiss songs on it. Uh, one, a couple songs in particular. And... Um, it's just, I think, to me, this is Kiss when they were at their best during this time, just before they were getting ready to uh, decline. But even though they would skyrocket for a couple years after this, uh, internally the band was crumbling, and we didn't know that. We, you know, we didn't know. Uh, there wasn't rumblings of the band starting to uh, disintegrate internally until you got around the solo albums everybody thought oh they're breaking up and then there was that long period of time between the solo albums and dynasty where you thought the band wasn't going to be coming back so this is kind of one of those albums that it was relatively new when i got it it wasn't very old and uh i just celebrated it when i was eight years old i loved love gun so um since ralph stepped away for a second rick what about you what do you think about uh what do you, what's your thoughts on love gun well, as as I came into the game late in the late 80s, um, we rented 
Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park a lot at the video store. And this album is soaked in that movie. Um, I Stole Your Love is in the movie. You know, the grotesque Kiss cutout is the Love Gun cover. So early on, I purchased this cassette and it was huge. It's definitely in my top five uh, favorite albums. And like you said, it, it's Kiss at the top of their game. Uh, honestly, I, I don't remember when I bought it. I bought Double Platinum first. Then I believe, I, I could be wrong, I believe uh, Kiss Alive and Kiss Alive 2. I remember those were pretty much the ones that I, and Ace Frehley solo album. Those, I believe, are my third. I The reason why I don't think I bought Love Gun until maybe the 80s, because when I did buy it, uh, it didn't have the gun. So it must have been like a later pressing. Probably I got it in the early 80s. I mean, I did end up getting pretty much all the Kiss albums, except for maybe like the first one. Because I remember hearing the first one much later, thinking, holy crap, these songs are nothing like Kiss Alive, you know? Though I love that album now, but I was pretty shocked, you know? But um, now I can talk more about Love Gun in retrospect, where I think... Um, it's a great album. It's the last real Kiss album, uh, the original four. It's the last one where all four, uh, as far as we know, because this is the one album that I've heard no rumblings about anybody being a ghost player on it. And uh, I think it's a phenomenal album. But I will tell you this. Um, I guarantee you my, my least favorite songs on here are not going to mirror anybody else's. And there's only one song I dislike on this album. Now, that's a weird thing because as far as 70s Kiss, excluding the solo albums, I don't think they made a bad song, except, you know, I'm not a fan of uh, Love Theme from Kiss. And there's a couple other ones that I don't think are bad, but I think they're just fair. This one has a song that I really don't <laughs> like, and I've gotten a lot of crap for it. And it's not the one that everybody would put pick as their number 10, uh, their least favorite. And it's not that one. Actually, what people would think is uh, number 10 isn't even my number 9. Wow. <laughs> this so, is going to be fun. This is going to be yeah. interesting. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's a shame what my number 10 is. <laughs> and I'll explain why when we get into it. But I absolutely love this album. It has the, the spirit of 70s Kiss, the original Kiss. Uh, the first one with Ace singing on it. To me, the greatest album cover of any Kiss album. It's my favorite album cover. And um, what else to say? Uh, I did, my brother saw the tour. Hmm. And I've told this story before on my channel, Almost Human. Um, he, I begged him to take me. Because at this time, like that's when I first got into Kiss. And I was like, please take me, to, please take me. And he wouldn't take me. So I got really depressed when he left. And I went in my room to listen to my Kiss Alive A-track. And he took it with him. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Double whammy. Double whammy. So, yeah. I didn't see the original Kiss till the, till the reunion. I did see Creature of the Night, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I couldn't go to Dynasty as well. Uh, my parents wouldn't let me go to that. So I had to wait till 96. And I never thought that day would happen. And. I flew to New York and I saw three out of the four reunion shows and holy crap, is that worth the wait? 
what an amazing, amazing show. Shows that was. So, uh, yeah, I, I do love Love Gun. I, it would probably be in my uh, definitely top five favorite Kiss albums. Okay. All right. Well, this is definitely going to be an interesting panel. I'm really looking forward to getting into this. Just looking at what the viewers put as, as panelists, it was kind of all over the place. So I'm um, going to talk about the panelists really quick here. going to give this list. You guys can sip your coffee there for or whatever you're sipping on. You're going to uh, name 70 people? I'm going to name 70 people. <laughs> so, oh so, so, so. Can I go food shop and I'll be right back? <laughs> Just it, as long as I don't mispronounce too much, we'll be okay. So, of course, okay. there's the hosts, me, It's All For You, Demon, and Ralph. And then from Facebook, Scotty Sky, Jeremy Kamona, Steve Bell. Instagram, we have Sweet Dan, which is the guy that introduced Kiss to Rick. Uh, Eric Roush. Twitter has Tom Dust, Andy, Richie Rich, Jack Skellington, Deuce, Katie Christina, Dave Cranston, Kimchi Chris, Tony Rudd, Sean McKellen. Kimchi Chris, I love that guy. Kimchi Chris, Tony Rudd, Sean McKellen, Ella Dio, Joel Smith, Jeff Wyatt, Mrs. Stella Vetti. I'm horrible with Italian names. Surrender Dorothy, Gregory Pegg, Keith Bounty Law Larson. Matt Greenia, John Schaefer, Bim, Legend of the Noob, and Zendam Black. YouTube is Orville Dansworth, John B. Good, Jay Reiner, John Howard, Emily Graziano, John Smith, Jay Lee, Two Gay Dads, AJ Zetro, 1975, Travis McGallard, Dylan Tucker, Matthew Smith, Super Kiss 1200, Dark Light, Trevor Bullock, Joe Pegg, Brady McCatherine, Kiss Crazy 80, Pins Fan 77, John O., Sammy Pardo, Ludwig Alfvin, Lee Gersman, Chad Kesey, Les Wadley, Joe Doley, Demetrios K, John 666 Steel, Michael D, Perpetual Art, Indy Colt 777, Mick C, Eldon B, Young and Wasted, Rick R, Anthony C, That Toy Bonnie Guy, Tom S, Greek Freak, and from Patreon is Bizbag68. So that's 70 people. Uh, and then I want to do a few couple comments. Guys, you definitely need to go on the social media, the YouTube page, the Twitter page, the Instagram page, and read people's stories that they put because some of these are just way too long and they're way too many for me to mention. Uh, and so if you love hearing stories about people's experience with these albums, you definitely need to check out the comments on these uh post where I ask for your list but I've just got a couple here that I want to mention. Uh, John B. Good says it's the best cover art. He loved staring at the women. I did too. Uh, he kept his brother's album. His brother was going to burn his Kiss album so he stole his brother's uh, love gun with the, with the gun in it and he still has it to this day. Uh, Emily Graziano, her mother has the original 77 copy complete with the love gun in order form. And I do too. My my gun's punched out um, though. Uh, Matthew Smith went through a Pac-Man drawing face and drew it on everything. He said, and and on his love gun cover, there's a Pac-Man joining them on the cover. Uh, Super Kiss 1200 bought with his first album. He bought with his own money. Says it's the best costumes. Joel Pegg says it's the first album that got him into the band. His brother got it for his girlfriend that had the same name, Christine. My daughter's my oldest daughter's name's Christine. 
She thinks it's the creepiest ass song she's ever heard. She's like, what's this old man trying to get with a 16-year-old? I'm like, honey, it was the 70s. Uh, Greek Freak says he play, at 8 he played Christine 16 and shot me over and over. And Lee Gerstman has the best story. He told the story about how when he got this album, he would bring his record player that was meant to be played inside. He would bring it outdoors and plug it up and play Love Gun uh, over and over while him and his friends played basketball. I just I love that visual of a rec, an inside record player being outside. I love any visual with <laughs> Lee Gerstman. You know, he's a personal friend of mine. Me and him hung out in San Francisco and wrote a song together. Oh, uh, that is that is awesome. That is he's awesome. a great guy. I love you, Lee. Lee rules. Uh, Kiss Crazy 80 got the album the day it came out. Tells the story of his mom dying t- buying tickets from Ticketron inside of Sears department store. I used to do that too. It was Bass. It was called Bass Tickets, but it was at a Sears. At a Sears. Uh, I bought my tickets back in the day, yes. So let's get into the album. So we had 70 panelists on this and no ties. So we don't have to do that weird numbering scheme like we did in the last one, uh, Rick. So we've got 10 songs. And so we're going to start off with number 10. And we're going to tell our predictions. And then we will uh, let you, and then we'll reveal what the panel has chosen as number 10. So, uh, Ralph, since you're the guest, we'll let you go first on these predictions. So, uh, what do you think the panel's going to choose for number 10? I predict the panel will choose Then She Kissed Me. Okay. That'll be the, the song that most people uh, consider the worst. Not me! I love that song. I mean, I really love that song, but most people don't. But that's cool because I, I really like uh, different opinions. Unlike a lot of pickle whistlers out there, get really, really upset if you don't agree with them on on whatever song because you know everybody thinks they're they're the authority of everybody's musical opinion. But you know anybody that says "Then She Kissed Me" is the worst song on there, I'm cool with it. Don't bother me. That's my prediction. I predicted the same. Then she kissed me for the panel. Okay. Uh, I predicted the same. Then she kissed me. I was kind of going back and forward between two songs. And I think we probably all three probably have gone back and forward between those two songs, which one we thought would be the least. Uh, But I also predicted then she kissed me uh, to be the number 10 song. So coming in with 142 points and at number 10, is Then She Kissed Me. Uh, Only one panelist, Katie Christina, uh, picked this as her favorite. And she caught hell on Twitter for it. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's my point. It was playful kind of hell, but some people actually was posting things like, oh God, next thing you're going to say is you like Shandy. I'm like, wait a minute, I like Shandy now. I love Shandy. I love Shandy. Back up now. So, and I'm not a fan of Unmasked. That's one of my favorite songs off Unmasked. What did you pick Then She Kissed Me as, Ralph, on your list? Uh, number eight. There's two songs I dislike more than Then She Kissed Me. And the song that I, uh, one of the two, I like. There's only one song on this album I don't like. But okay. there's two songs I would put below Then She Kissed Me. Okay, so you picked eight. Uh, Rick, where'd you pick this as? 
I made my list with Ralph last night. I also put Then She Kissed Me at eight. Are you, che- Are you cheating off the guests? Uh, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right on, dude. Awesome. Uh, well, I'm going to be the odd man out in this one. I picked Then She Kissed Me as my least favorite. I, 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 I can't take it. Um, I, I, I've actually liked it better as I've gotten older, but it's not enough to... Uh, it's not enough to keep it out of the top, uh, out of the bottom spot for me. So, um, I'll be the odd man out on that. I'm okay. All right. So you're not the odd man out. We, <laughs> me and Rick are the odd man out. Trust so, me. so uh, number nine song, uh, Ralph. What do you think the panel will choose for number nine? Again, it's not even my number nine. Uh, I even like it more than that. She kissed me. Uh, tomorrow and tonight, I predict is number nine. Uh, I predicted tomorrow and tonight as number nine. I'm not joking. Right. I have it written down right here. I'm, all right, I'm gonna have to separate you two. Y'all cheating off, <laughs> y'all cheating off each other's papers. Right. Hold that up again. Let me rewrite that. <laughs> all right, uh, number nine for me. I predicted that the panel was going to choose Hooligan as number nine. At 242 points at number nine, 100 points higher than Then She Kissed Me, is Hooligan. Uh, two panelists, Joe Pegg and Tom S., picked this as their favorite song. Uh, Ralph, where did you, what, what does Hooligan come in for you personally? Number 10. I don't like that song. I've never liked that song. Um, and I am a huge Peter Chris fan. I, I think Peter Chris has the best voice of the four. He's my favorite vocalist of uh, Kiss. He's my favorite drummer that was in Kiss. And before anybody says, uh, oh, Peter Chris ain't a good drummer, go listen to Dress to Kill and, and 100,000 Years on Kiss Alive and then, you know, shove it up your ass sideways. <laughs> I, I could say ass, right? Oh, yeah. All right, Rick, where did Hooligan come in for you? Hooligan came in at number nine for me. Um, it's never, it's my least favorite Peter Chris song ever. Okay. So it's a little, pretty low for me. All right. Hooligan came in as number six for me. Uh, and, I, and let me go ahead and preface this. I love every song on Love Gun other than number 10, Then She Kissed Me. So I like every song. So once you get outside the top, five they all kind of start becoming the same to me but uh hooligan is um a number is number six for me that brings us to number eight for the panel so what ralph do you predict the panel will choose for number eight all right before i say let me say i love this song (laughs) but if you uh watch my review of love gun which i did like on I don't know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too kind to the song. I don't think I said I hated it, but I said, eh, it's whatever. I I, I, I love it now. But I predict it's going to be Got Love for Sale. So number eight for the panel, I chose, uh, the panel would choose Plaster Caster. My prediction for number eight for the panel is Got Love for Sale. I thought that this was going to be a song that, it's one of the Gene songs that, it's not as good as Christine 16. It's not as good as Almost Human, for the panel, at least. I, I thought that was what the panel... It's not necessarily what I think, but I thought that's what the panel was going to be. 
was going to choose. But the panel chose as number eight with 278 votes. They chose tomorrow and tonight as number eight. And no panelist chose it as their favorite song. People scoring it as their second or their third favorite. Uh, tomorrow and tonight, to me, though, is I picked it as my uh, seventh favorite, just under Hooligan. Uh, for me, that's my, my pick for it. What about you, Ralph? Your pick for tomorrow and tonight. Num number seven. And I absolutely love tomorrow and tonight. Honestly, I like the Kiss Alive 2 version more because I'm not too much of a fan of the female vocals that pop in toward the end. Uh, but, you know, as a song, I'm judging it as a song, not the version on the album. Uh, Tomorrow and Tonight, uh, I love that song. I know it's a ripoff of uh, I Want to Rock and Roll All Night and this and that, but I just think it's, it rocks. It's a mm -hmm. rocking tune. And I love it. I love Tomorrow and Tonight. Even though it's number seven, I'm telling you, from nine to one, I love them all. Yeah, I agree. You know, Hooligan, Hooligan's the only song I don't like off this album. But uh, I love every song that I, I talk about after Hooligan. So, yeah, that would be my number seven tomorrow and tonight. I chose it as my number five. I love the it's, – it's got such a great hook. And like Ralph said, the Alive 2 version is so much fun. Um, it's just a great song, great rock song. It's in my top five. The Alive 2 version that was recorded during Soundcheck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, the the seven the the background singers was definitely a seventies thing, and it would uh, definitely come through really strong on some of the solo albums. Uh, the back, the female background singers. That brings us up to number seven. And so, Ralph, number seven for the panelists. What did you think that they would choose for number seven? Uh, I'll say Plaster Caster. I chose Got Love for Sale. Okay. Um, I, I copied off of Ralph's page this time. I predicted the panel would choose Plaster Caster as their number seven song. Uh, the song that they actually chose with 336 votes was at number seven is Got Love for Sale. And one panelist, Eldon B, picked it as their favorite. Got Love for Sale for me is my second favorite track on the album i freaking stinking love got love for sale um, i i love the riff i love the way gene sings i love when they break into that when they explode into the chorus peter does that roll and and they're like whoa no whoa no and they got have love i just love the way they just explode into that uh so and and i love the the uh sped up drum feels that sounds like the entering drum feel to uh Shot me that doodlet 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 that Peter does. I this is one of the songs I love playing this song on drums to this day. I love Got Love for Sale. It's a great song. So Ralph, what did you choose Got Love for Sale as? Number six. Okay. Uh I love that song. I do love uh Got Love for Sale. Liked it way more than when I did the review. Even though I didn't hate it back then. Uh it, it's grown on me way more through the years. So, uh, yeah, it probably would have been number nine if you asked me 10 years ago. <laughs> so it's shot up to number six. And I chose it at number seven for me. Um, I've always liked it. I've never really loved it. But actually, I, listening to you, Brant, just now, like I want to go back and listen to it again because, you know, 
tastes change from day to day. So, mm -hmm. but when I made this list, it was number seven on my list. Okay, so that brings us up to number six, just outside of the top five. So, Ralph, what do you think the panel's going to choose for number six? Well, I'll, I'll, let's just say I say plaster caster. So you say plaster caster, okay? So, yeah. Rick, um, I chose hooligan as my number six for the panel. Okay. Let's see. For my number six, I thought the panel was going to choose um, Christine 16. For number six, at 345 points, uh, the panelists have chosen Plastercaster as Ooh. the number six song. Uh, only one panelist, Surrender Dorothy, chose it as their uh, number one favorite song. And I love Plastercaster. I scored Plastercaster. I picked it as my third favorite song. I love Plastercaster. I love everything about it from the moment it starts until the moment it ends. I love Plastercaster. Ralph, what did you pick Plastercaster at for you? I got to say, um, I do like the song. I don't, I can't say I love it. That's why I put it at number nine. Yes, then she kissed me. I like even more than Plastercaster. <laughs> But uh, I don't hate the song. It's a good song. I just like every song over it except for Hooligan. Um, so, yeah, it'd be my number nine. And way low on my list. But I, I do like the song. I do not hate it in any way. I think it's a little above uh, uh, fair, uh, above average, a little above average. Yeah, and I chose it at number 10. I'm like Ralph. I don't hate it, but I, I, I just don't love it. There's a there's a lot of songs I like more. Um, it's number ten on my list. This was to me, Gene, becoming Hollywood Gene and kind of like pulling the wool over our eyes because he's never even done the plaster cast. So right, it's low on my list. Yeah, I was gonna say he was he was being a little misleading because he never was plaster cast. He was just writing a song about it. Yeah. Well, have you seen his porno? <laughs> I mean, it's a legitimate question. There is a porno out there of Gene Simmons. I'm not. I've never seen it. No. no. Well, let, let's it's, just it's say let's just say they won't use a lot of plaster on him. Yeah, and it it's just uh, uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, uh, very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like you figure he'd be better. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what the hell, man? This guy's been with a hundred million women, and that's as good as he can do. <laughs> uh, Pretty embarrassing video. All right. Uh, let's see. I was going to say, how do we come back from that? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, so, number five. <laughs> Getting into the top five. So, number five, Ralph, what do you think the panel, what do you think they would choose for number five? I mean, it's a song I love. I named my channel after it, uh, Almost Human. I'll say Almost Human. My choice for the panel, number five, was Love Gun. Okay. My choice, and I need to quit uh, looking over Ralph's shoulder, my choice prediction-wise for the panel, number five is Almost Human. And at 375 points, the panel chose for number five, they chose Almost Human. Three panelists, Steve Bell, Sweet Dan, and Super Kiss 1200, picked Almost Human as their favorite song. I picked... Uh, me personally, for me, I picked Homeless Human as my ninth favorite. This is a song I've just never 
been able to get into. I love the beginning of it, and I love when Gene starts singing. Uh, I like he's singing in that yay, yay voice that he sings in. He's really, it's almost like this, he's trying to make a God of Thunder part two. But I don't like, being a drummer, believe it or not, I don't like the bongos. I don't like the overall atmosphere of this song. I don't really like the solo. The solo's just kind of weird. And and I don't like the falsetto, I'm almost human. I mean, some people like it because they say it's creepy. And it is creepy. But I just remember as a kid just never being really into this song. And it's just never grew on me. So um, what about you, Ralph? Where do you pick Almost Human at? For you, for you personally. Uh, all the way up at, to number four. Okay. Um, a lot of people think that's my favorite song because I, I, I named my channel after it. Right. Um, everything that you dislike about this song, Brent, I love about it. I love the bongos. I love that solo kind of. I like when Ace does those crazy, strange ways type solos. Like, It's just so out there, and uh, I like the the... the the high pitch, uh, you know, I'm almost human. I love everything about this. I love that hot stone, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, Gene, Gene does, uh, uh, this is kind of like a God of Thunder part two. I love, uh, the lyrics. Uh, it's just total demon Gene and, uh, boy, this is lacking on his solo album. You know, his solo album should have been full of almost humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I just absolutely love this song all the way at number four I, I only put three songs above this on uh this album but yeah it's uh and looking at my list it's my favorite gene song off this album love it yeah looking at my list this is my favorite gene song off this album i put it at number three um it's just it's got a that delicious riff it's so demon gene and and very much a solo album type song. I love it. All right. So, top four. So, number four for you, uh, Mr. Almost Human. What do you think that the panel is going to choose at number four? Christine 16. Okay. Yeah, and I predicted Christine 16 is number four as well for the panel. Wow. Okay. I predicted number four. I predicted uh, the panel would choose tomorrow and tonight. I thought it was a little more liked song, I guess. I thought that the panel would choose it a little higher than they did rather than choosing it all the way down at number eight. Um, But for number four, the panel chose with 378 points. That is just three higher than Almost Human. Three points. Uh, The panel chose... Christine 16. Two panelists, Lee Gerstman and George Doley, picked this song as their favorite song. Christine. Really? Oh, Lee, really, Lee? Christine, you know, when Lee's on our podcast, uh, we always goof on him for being around, like, you know, high school, I mean, uh, uh, elementary school, the playgrounds. Uh, now now I kind of think uh, we, we, we had a premonition there, Lee. No, I'm just kidding. Lee's not. Lee's all man. He doesn't go out to little kids. But, boy, that's uh, his favorite song off this album. Yep. Yep. All right. So I picked Christine 16 as my personal fifth favorite song on this album. I love Christine 16 
there's so much I love about it. Some of the little things that they do where they do the stop just before they come into the chorus and Peter hits the drums, that ta 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 and Ace does a little pet 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 on the guitar, hitting his little switch that he does. And I love the spoken, you know, I don't usually say things like the girls are right. I, I love that whole spoken thing. I love the piano that's on the studio album that is missing from the live version. Uh, I like that piano on there. So, And I heard that, I think I covered it in my review, that they actually had somebody come in and play the piano for that, and Gene didn't like the way they played it, so Gene went back and re-recorded the piano and play, playing it himself. So yeah, uh, Christine 16 for me personally is number five for me. About you, Ross. Same for me, uh, number five. Uh, I love this song. You know, there's a lot of nostalgia connected with Christine 16 with me. Um, and it was really a song of the times because, you know, I just noticed, this is by pure coincidence, look at the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> that was very popular back then. Mm -hmm. The Happy Days show. And it has that 50s vibe because of the piano. And I think that was very influential. Uh, to the to the song that that piano I think had a lot to do with I mean I could be wrong but I just feel like because I remember listening to that back then thinking that's got a 50s flair to it like uh, Happy Days mm -hmm. and uh, I I love the song you know I I'm, you know I'm not too crazy about the subject matter but uh, but you know back then when I was a kid I didn't really put two and two together as far as wow man I mean 16's uh, underage because Shit, I was under. I was. I wasn't even sixteen when I first heard this song. So when you're a kid like that, you don't think of things like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I do love the song, and as I overlook my list, it is my second favorite Gene song on the album, and uh, I dig it. I think it's a cool little ditty. Uh, it's got a good uh, pop flair to it, and structure. And uh, I dig Christine sixteen. Yeah, I, I chose it at number six on my list. Um, I've always loved its inclusion in Phantom of the Park. Uh, that perfect scene where Melissa's at the uh, snack bar and those guys are like hitting on her. It's, it just sounds great in that movie. And I love that movie as a teenager still to this day. So it's not in my top five, but it's right there at number six. I was the opposite, Rick. I hated that movie. When I was a, when I was a little kid, I mean, I was the biggest Kiss fan. First time I saw it, I was, that was the first time I thought, what the, man, that wasn't good. But now I absolutely worship that movie. It's so bad, it's awesome, you know? I love that movie so much. I can recite just about everything off it. Amen. Um, I think it's funny if you think back, uh, this is Christine 16, if you go a few years back, you again going blind from higher than hell. You have that line from going blind that Paul wrote and put in there for Gene of "I'm 93, you're 16," and then you have Christine 16 coming. You know later on, it was that kind of taboo, edgy thing for them to do. I mean, they were already being called devil worshippers, and Gene was spitting up chicken blood. So why not try to have sex with an underage girl too? You know, why, I mean, why not? You know. If you really think about it, though, the 70s, like Ted Nugent was no, uh, actually got the rights to some chick that was like, I think, 16. I know she was underage. Steven Tyler as well. It wasn't really that taboo back then mm -hmm. as it is now. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
I didn't realize that back then, you know, you know, after I watched Behind the Music, that new show, I was like, God damn, you've seen a, an underage girl. I know uh, Steven Tyler was the same thing. So I think back in the day, if you, uh, you were like Gene Simmons, it was okay, <laughs> I guess. If you were a celebrity, it's okay to date a 16-year-old. <laughs> All right, top three. I live for the top three. The top three is always where it's like, what's it going to be, what's it going to be? So at number three, we have our predictions. So Ralph, what do you think that the panelist is going to choose for number three? I predict the panel's going to choose Shock Me as number three. I uh, I chose Almost Human at number three for the panel. Okay. All right, and I predicted. Uh, I mean, I'm just like copying off of Ralph badly here. You guys started it, but I, I finished it with him. I'm predicting. The panel will choose Shock Me for number three as well. And with, and this is the separation that you see with the top three usually. So Christine 16 came in at number four with 378 votes. Shock Me came in at number three Ooh. with 526 votes. I mean, Huge separation between the third and the fourth position. So Shock Me came in. Ten panelists uh, chose it as their number one pick. Orville Danworth, Emily Graziano, Jay Lee, Dylan Tucker, Matthew Smith, Dark Light, Brady McCatherine, Kiss Crazy 80, and John Steele, 666. Uh, I also picked Shock Me as my number one favorite song on this album. A lot of times when I put this CD in my car or if I'm streaming it, I usually go to this song first. I listen to this song first. I back up to the first track and then I let the album play through. So I get shocked me in the beginning and then I get it again, you know, later on in the album. I love Shock Me. It's one of my favorites, probably in my top, top, it's in my top 10 favorite Kiss songs. So Shock Me is my number one pick. What about where's shot me coming for you, Ralph? Uh, I'm with the panel, and I am the Ace guy. You know, I love Ace. Ace is my favorite member, one of my favorite guitar solos. Shock me is at number three. Um, I absolutely love this song. Actually, I would say as far as Ace Fraley songs, excluding man, it, let's just exclude the solo album. My favorite Ace songs is Rocket Ride, then Shock Me. But, you know, if, if you're going to add the solo album, I'm going to have to throw in Snowblind and rip it out. So, uh, yeah, Shock Me is uh, incredible. It's an awesome song. It should be number one on my list, but it's not. It's number three. Yeah, I had a hard time placing Shock Me. It's such a great song. I placed it at number four. It's in my top five. But, uh, yeah, just a great song. Great Great introduction to Ace as a singer. Yeah. My son, who's a guitarist, uh, he's a he's an Ace fan. I introduced him to Kiss, and he became an Ace fan. And uh, he said that his he's told me before, his two favorite solos from Ace are the one from Detroit Rock City, but he also knew that Ace didn't write that solo, that, that Bob Ezrin wrote it, and Ace had to basically play it note for note. But he said, aside from that, his most memorable solo is 
the shock me solo. And the shock me solo actually sounds like it was composed. It's probably his most memorable. Most people who are Kiss fans, if they're, you know, inner core Kiss fans, they know the shock me solo by heart. Where you may not know any other of Ace's solos by heart, most of them know the shock me solo from heart because it's almost like a little mini song within a song. And that's mm-hmm. the way I always put it. When you get to it, it's like the solo just kind of takes its own life, and, yep. you know, to going back into the shock me outros. So, yeah, so shock uh, me. Yeah, I'd agree with your son. Um, I mean, I'd have to really think about it, but at the moment, Shock Me is my favorite guitar solo that Ace has done. But Ace has done a lot of songs within songs of his solos. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. he has. Uh, but this one is, like, very well-constructed, so amazing. You know, it just gets better and better. Like, it starts off good, and it just escalates the coolness, you know? That part, and it's just amazing. I love it. Ace rules. Another one of my favorite Ace solos, we're getting off on this really quick before we get into number two and one, is uh, the solo for 100,000 Years. The solo for 100,000 mm-hmm. Years is another amazing, it's a long solo, and it's very thought out. And it's just one of those great, great, great solos, too. I I love his solo on Making Love. It's so ripping. Yes. yes but that, I will that, say... Yeah. I will say, as far as Shock Me goes, I don't think Ace Frehley does it the best. Uh, Tommy Thayer is the one that uh, brings justice to Shock Me. Okay, number two. I want to hear a rim shot. Okay, number two. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Number two. uh, Let's see what the panel has chosen. Ralph, what do you predict for the panel choosing number two? Oh, it's a tough one, man. It can go either way. Uh, but I'm going to say, uh, I think I'm going to be wrong on this one. Uh, it, I think uh, the panel's going to choose my, well, I'm not even going to tell you my number one. Um, I think I think the panel's going to choose, God, I think I'm going to be wrong. Uh, I stole your love. I think the, I think the panel's probably going to choose the other one. So you're predicting, you're predicting, no, no, no. you're predicting, uh, what are you predicting they're going to choose? I'm going to choose, I'm going to say, I'm, I change. Love Gun, number two. All right, you're predicting Love Gun for number two? Okay. Yeah. I I said the panel would choose I Stole Your Love at number two. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to continue to cheat off Ralph's paper, and I said that the panel's going to choose uh, Love Gun for number two. And with... Um, just 10 points above or 11 points above number three at 537 points for number two the panel chose love gun wow yeah 18 panelists uh jeremy carmona mrs stavletti keith bonnie lee matt greenia jay reiner jay spence two gay dads aj zetro 1975 tommy pardo ludwig alfin Demetrius K, Michael D, Young and Wasted, Rick R, Anthony C, that Toy Bonnie guy, and Eric Roush picked Love Gun as their favorite song on the album. Uh, I picked Love Gun as my eighth favorite song on the album. Love Gun wow. to me, Love Gun to me is I don't know if it's fatigue 
or if I've never really been the biggest Love Gun fan, uh, I think I think what I liked Love Gun the most was just the drums. I love the machine gun. I loved playing that when I was a kid. I didn't know I was playing triplets at the time. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I I just I I'm, I'm and I, it's not that I don't like Paul and it's not that I don't like Paul's songs cuz I think Paul's the best songwriter in Kiss personally. But I I've just never been able to really get into this song. Uh, the solo's good and I just don't like how they just love gun. I, the chorus doesn't have anything to say other than love gun. But the song as a whole, I've never really scored it. I've never really been a big fan of it. So what about you, Ralph? Where do you pick Love Gun as a personal? Well, before I say that, uh, 2K Dads, um, really, they like every single song in that same order. That's love. Um, number two would be Love Gun for me. Um, I love this song. I think it's a perfect song. Um I love, love, love Ace's solo. I love on Smashes, Thrashes, Hits how they got rid of the love gun and you just hear his solo. Mm -hmm. That solo is so iconic to me. And it's just, it's just brilliant. I think the song is brilliant. I think it's well-constructed, you know, simple but effective. And uh, I believe it's Paul Stanley's favorite song too he ever wrote. Because I believe I heard him say that. He wrote it on an airplane. Mm -hmm. real quick while mm -hmm. he was on a plane and uh, I think Love Gun is just brilliant and set my number two way up there now I understand the burnout factor because it is a song that's you know probably the most well known song on this album uh, it's been on every single Kiss set list I believe I mean I know every time I've seen Kiss Love Gun's always say, on I think it's the one song that's probably been on every one of them since, it's, yeah. since it came out yeah, this is the one song on this album that's been played at every single Kiss show. So, uh, yeah, Love Gun uh, at number two. So, guys, just so you know, we're having to finish with Rick this way because uh, Rick lost power. So... Um, so Rick, you were just about to say what what your uh, you're starting to say where you chose Love Gun at. Okay, so I chose Love Gun at number one, um, and it was hard for me to do um, my number one and two because I I love both of those picks. But to me, Love Gun, like Ralph said earlier, when Paul wrote it on the plane going to Japan, uh, it's just so awesome. Uh, I love that story. I love the power of the song. It's just a, a great song on the record. I do agree with you guys. Fatigue has kind of settled in as far as hearing it live um, to this day. The, the flying out over the audience thing gets kind of old. Um, but as far as a track on the album, it's my number one favorite. Okay. All right. So... Um, because of, by, by way of, uh, I guess we could say elimination, 
everybody now knows that the number one song is I Stole Your Love. That's Yeah, that yeah, we don't even have to predict that one. Yeah. Um and I predicted that the panel would choose I Stole Your Love as their number one song. Ralph, did you predict it as number one? Well yeah, that's why I was having a hard time between Love Gun and I Stole Your Love. I was like I almost said I stole your love. I came actually I did say I stole your love, but then I changed it to Love Gun. But uh yeah, I, I, I knew this was gonna be uh either one or two in the panels. So Rick, where did you think that they were going to choose I Stole Your Love? Or what did you think they was gonna choose for number one? Uh I thought the panel was gonna choose Shock Me as number one, just based on everyone's love of Ace and that song. I thought the panel was gonna choose Shock Me. Yeah, uh, the panel, um, it beat out number two by, it beat out Love Gun by about 60 votes, and 32 panelists, uh, Ralph, uh, my childhood friend Scotty Sky, and then Tom Dust, Andy, Richie Rich, Jack, Jack Skellington, Deuce, Dave Cranston, Kimchi Chris, Tony Rudd, Sean McKelland, Eladio, Joel Smith, Jeff Wyatt, Gregory Pegg, John Schaefer, Bim, Legend of Noob, Zendin Black, John B. Good, John Howard, Travis McGoward, Pan, Penn's Fan, 77, John O., Chad Casey, Les Wadley, Perpetual Art, Indy Colt, 777, Mick C., Bizbag, Trevor Bullock, and Greek Freak all picked I Stole Your Love as their number one song. I actually picked uh, I Stole Your Love as my fourth favorite. I like the version, I like the Alive 2 version better. Um, but it's probably, it's in my top five as far as this album goes. Uh, but uh, I, I picked it for me personally as number four. Ralph, where'd you pick it for you personally? Definitely number one. My favorite song off the album. Such a bombastic way to start the album. Uh, I just love the hell out of the song. I love uh, the echo effects and uh, the the dual guitar solo with Paul and, and Ace. Uh, I love the way it starts. Um, I just, definitely my favorite song off of uh, Love Gun, one of the greatest openings to any Kiss album. Uh, well, they have a lot, man, because you got Detroit Rock City, you have uh, um, I Want You, probably my favorite opener of any album. Creature of the Night, I've had enough into the fire, but I Stole Your Love also is one of those that are, it's just an epic, great, total hard rocking Kiss song. And this is like the Kiss I love, you know? I mean, you know, I just, it's really hard for me to pick between the first three albums and the, and the next three albums because they have charm. They're both different type of uh, bands, but I just think this is like, you know, uh, for 70s heavy metal. You know, this, this is total 70s. Now we look back on it because it's been diluted. It's a hard rock song. But boy, back then, this was a metal tune. And I absolutely love I Stole Your Love. Definitely up there. And uh, I did make a list of my favorite Kiss songs on my channel. And I'm sure this is, has to be in my top five. Okay. Even, maybe even higher. All right. So, Rick, um, where did you choose uh, I Stole Your Love for you personally? Oh. Uh number two choice um, again tied with number one really I, I love this song it's uh, from my early days of watching Phantom of the Park 
favorite songs was one of my go-tos on the record and the very first time i ever saw the band hot in the shade they actually opened with this song again and so it just cemented my love for this this track okay all right so that's all we've got um ralph you got any closing thoughts anything about the album uh again the final to me the last you know legitimate kiss album with the original four my favorite lineup of the band um it's just uh it, it it's 70s kiss man it's a 70s kiss album and uh featuring all four members when you have all four members playing on you know basically the whole album it's they've never they can do no wrong i mean hooligan is an exception but as far as like uh you know just a, a band a cohesive band they may there may be cracks at the time showing but it doesn't show on this album i think this album smokes it's awesome definitely in my top five greatest kiss albums it's up there love it love love gun great great album but you know the hell with hooligan <laughs> Hell with hooligan on. All right, Rick, what about you? Any final thoughts? Um, you know, Love Gun, as you as we stated earlier, it's kinda like the the little the I consider it the fun little brother of rock and roll over. And it's just it's it's a great part of that seventies Americana kiss. And it's just a fun record and you know, Ralph very nice meeting you today. Uh, you're a legend in this uh, KISS community, so very cool meeting you, and thank you, Brand, once again for bringing together all the fans to talk about this record. Awesome. Yeah, no thank problem. you, Rick. Uh, the feeling is mutual. All right, guys, and for, like I said, I have I've, I've said everything about Love Gun that I really want to say about it. It's, it's, a, it's an important part of my childhood. It's one of the when I think back to my first Kiss albums, I see, I see Destroyer, I see Alive Two, I see Love Gun. Uh, those are those were the first three for me, and then after that, it was the solo albums. And so yeah, so it's at my nucleus of my Kiss fandom at, at its very early stages in when I was seven and eight years old. So anyway, that's all I've got. Want to say thank you to Mr. Ralph Vieira, Doctor Fuck. Thank you for having me. Be sure to check him out on YouTube if you haven't already. If you've been hiding under a rock for the last 10, 12 years and you've never seen Ralph's channel, check it out. I discovered him. This guy right here is the reason why you're sitting and watching this video today. Had I not discovered a video by him reviewing a solo album and then going back and watching all of his videos that he made in the very beginning where he would take the time to take concert footage and line it up with Kiss songs and make videos for songs that didn't have videos. And then when he started getting into doing his reviews, and he's the reason why I decided to make a YouTube channel that featured Kiss and other things I like to do, like drinking beer and talking about ghost stories and fixing shit around the house and stuff like that. So it's all... Thanks to this guy right here, guys. So, thank you, uh, Brian. I really appreciate that, and I'm glad that I influenced you. And I really do appreciate your kind words and your support for the Almost Human Channel. Yes. So, and also my partner in crime, uh, Rick, 
from It's All For You Demon. Definitely, if you've not checked him out, check him out. And uh, give both these guys a subscription. Click the notification bell and uh, comment on their, watch their videos, like their videos, comment. That's it. Next, we'll be moving on to solo albums. And who album goes first is yet to be determined. All right, so that's all i got for today. I'm Brant. That's Dr. Fuck. And that is Rick. And we'll see you again next time. Thanks for watching, guys. Smack him a gob! Let's see. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> Let me collect myself for a second. That gene porno through you. I just see, I just see that little <laughs> weenie. I mean, I'm, just, I'm going to have to look it up now. That little, I'm just seeing that little weenie and, and, and this is the awkwardness, <laughs> the awkwardness of it. And then I started thinking back in I started thinking back in Gene's book about or Gene or Paul's book about how Peter pulled his dick out one time in the studio and was talking about having a 13 inch dick or whatever. I, I, I'm all I'm all you know messed up here for a second.